Hi, Healthish fam. Thank you for tuning in to this daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Have you watched the Beckham doco yet? Well, apparently, in the UK in particular, it has inspired Google searches for Victoria's diet upwards of, well, over 600%. So why are we so obsessed with what celebrities eat? Well, dietitian and podcast host Susie Barrell is in the studio to discuss. If you do like what you hear from Susie, make sure you listen to Extra Health Each, where we take a deep dive into celebrity diets, the good, the bad, and the downright horrifying. You can search for Extra Health Each wherever you get your podcasts. Susie? Thank you for coming back on Healthy. Always nice to come and have a chat. Is this like fifth time? I do like it. There's always plenty to talk about in the world of nutrition and diets, is there not? There is. (laughs) And well, I kind of, well, I I love talking about this, is that I've got this weird fascination with celebrity diets. So (laughs) since the Beckham doco, Google searches for Victoria's diet have increased by 669%. Why are we so obsessed with celeb diets? Well, I think in general, sometimes it's an age thing. Like I know growing up in the 90s, 2000s, even 80s Maybe when magazines it. were massive, we were always very interested in that because you used to have a lot of publications with that kind of content in mm. it. So it might be that because certainly I grew up in that era as well. I think specifically in the case of Victoria Beckham, having watched her, particularly knowing that she had a PCOS diagnosis back when she first was in the Spice Girls, which I infer is probably one of the reasons she lost quite a lot of weight and probably is quite strict with the diet. Now, that's purely what I think is going. I don't know, but I suspect that's the underlying reason that she probably has always been very um, probably strict with her diet. And I think that's well known. You know, the husband has said it on the in general that she has a very strict diet. I think with her, one of the fascinations is that she doesn't talk a lot. So mm. we don't know, you know, if someone's constantly giving out content about their life and or in, for the example in the Kardashians, we're watching them eat those salads that they make, you know, we sort of get an insight into perhaps how they do eat. Whereas with Victoria Beckham, we would never know. I've never seen her eat. A bit like um, Kate Middleton, you know, it's like, oh, how does she keep so very lean? Yes. We never see her eat. What is yeah. it? So I think yeah. it's just a general fascination in a different human being who is quite smart in terms of not revealing a whole lot. Yeah, that's true because we do see so much, say with Victoria so many other aspects of her life, but we just don't see what, yeah, her diet. So what are the ramifications of actually following someone else's diet? Now, let me just recap Victoria's diet. So yeah. as Allegedly. Allegedly. Sorry, sorry, (laughs) allegedly. So last year, obviously David revealed that basically she's eaten the same thing for the past 25 years, grilled fish, steamed veggies, and she very rarely deviates from that. What what are the ramifications of following someone else's diet? Well, first and foremost, we think that's what she eats. We never know. I think the second thing with celebrities, they often have all their things prepared, their meals prepared for them, which means they have a degree of control and specificity that very few of us could achieve. You know, for example, if that is indeed her diet, which she is extremely thin like Kate Middleton, it would require extreme focus on calorie control to maintain that level of thinness. Like you would even question if she's underweight, like she, come mm. on, she is really skinny. So I would suspect that she has basically kept off the carbs for a long time, which is certainly something we do suggest with someone with PCOS. Yeah. So perhaps she sort of knows that if she keeps those hormones under control with that kind of low carb approach, certainly when it comes to very strict diets, they're often secondary to sort of a very controlling kind of personality. And certainly she seems to be someone who's highly 
regulated, um, you know, but it's complicated. And the truth is we shouldn't follow someone else's diet because we just don't know. We're inferring so much from that. But I would say that it is not necessarily common or normal to be that thin and certainly requires a lot of focus for most people. I think I'm so obsessed with them because I would love my own personal chef. You know, when you mentioned we just don't know what's happening in the background. I mean, I would love someone to serve me breakfast every morning or write my meal plan for the week. I'll perhaps say I can do that, but, and be there and cook my food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, that would be wonderful. Well, I would assume that someone of that sort of level in life would probably have their own personal nutritionist or dietitian who had specifically written that program to ensure that that person can maintain that level of leanness, nutrient adequacy, so she's still getting all of the key nutrients she needs so she basically doesn't get sick. So that is very specific dietary advice. You know, that's a very specific number of grams of fat. That's a certain type of fish. That's a mix of vegetables. You know, all of those things. And and you would imagine, but again, Felicity, we don't know. We're assuming maybe she eats one meal a day and that's what she has and we'll never know and that's part of the fascination. We're like, how does that person keep so lean mm. and you know look so fabulous in all those clothes? You know, I want to, I want a bit of that too, yeah. because we want those glamorous lives yeah. to a certain about, extent. How do we, you know, talk to us about your thoughts about using role models for healthy eating, for building strength? You know, not just weight loss, or but <laughs> it's it's hard not to look at someone and think, oh, they they must be doing this and that. I want to do that. I think having worked for 25 years in this field and, again, going back and growing up with supermodels as the sort of big, you know, 90s role models, that when you have bodies that are extremely thin, extremely curvy, like a model, it is genetics. And that's why they are who they are. That's why they are in fashion or that's why they are a Kardashian because their waist is so abnormally tiny it's a genetic blessing, mm. but then they write it off as if it's diet and exercise. And I call BS. It's not because you can't create waste like that. It's like a supermodel waist is like 60 centimetres. That's genetics. Yeah. If someone's got really big boobs, that's genetic. If someone can be as lean and thin as Victoria Beckham, that's genetics because sometimes your hips just could never be that small. Actually, my waist is pretty small and I've always, you know, all my family is my mum, my aunties, and that is genetics. It's genetic. It, it you absolutely know, I, is. I used to see about Elle McPherson talking about her diet. Now, she's a great Australian. She's a stunning woman. And she used to say, I only eat twice a day. Hello, she's six foot tall, has enormous breasts and tiny hips and waist. That is genetics. Mm. Her mm. father is tall and lean, her sister. Like, please don't pretend that it's diet and exercise because you could eat like that. You could eat like Victoria Beckham and never look like Victoria Beckham because genetics. So I think we need to call it as it is. And if you see someone who's really lean, it's not their diet. And if they ride and pretend it's their diet, it's pretty misleading, I think, which is why I like Kardashians because I think the Kardashians eat. Yeah. And I think that's a really good role model as opposed to someone never eating because I don't think that's a positive role model for young people. Yeah. How do we know if we're following a healthy diet? That's a good question. I think that you look healthy. I think that when you change your diet, you glow. You know, my clients will respond within days feeling better. You go to the bathroom more regularly. You're not bloated and carrying fluid. Your eyes start to sparkle. You wake up with energy. You know, it's it's in your skin. It presents to you. you. You glow with a certain level. And that's why I think when it comes to people like celebrities, like they look pretty good. So you would assume that they eat pretty well, mm. which would make sense. They've got someone to probably cook for them and they've got all the money the time. To buy organic and buy, and- you, know, you know, if you and I had a green juice every day, now green juice costs $10. 
It's, it's a lot of money for a drink, right? But I know if you have a green juice every day, your skin probably will glow. Well, of course, someone like Victoria Beckham or Kardashian probably has a full-time person there making their juice every day. So they also have capacity yeah. to focus on nutrition in such a level that you can take it to the next. So she's probably eating oily fish every single day. Like if you have Atlantic salmon every day, your skin's going to look pretty good. So it's all of those variables. Yeah. And they're not going to be picking up macros on the way home generally because they've got a, a healthy meal always prepared and ready for them. So I think it's all of those variables, Mm. but let's not kid ourselves. If people are, you know, have abnormally well-shaped bodies, it's a certain degree of genetics. Like Kate Middleton, she's very tall and slim. Always was. Just thinner now than ever before. Just just get me green juice every morning. Yeah, you'll glow. That's what I mean. So little (laughs) things like that probably add that they have that capacity to, you know, do all those things that make us look good. Thank you for joining us again. Anytime. As Susie said, a healthy, balanced diet is the best one. And there's something in the word diet. Why are we calling a diet a diet, but we also call healthy eating a diet? Can we just lose the word diet? Ah, I don't know. Anyway, if you did like this chat, make sure you rate and review it, or you can subscribe to this podcast. For more info, head to bodyandsoul.com.au. Follow us on socials, grab our print edition, which is out in your local Sunday paper. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.